You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the ESO Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy, everyone, and welcome to the eighth episode of the ESO 2014 Dragon Con Con Report. It's the eighth episode, so you know what that means. It's the last one before the actual convention, which, oh my goodness, is next week. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Dragon Con 2014 is now upon us. Place your orders for your buckets of rum now. Have them waiting for you when you get there. Exactly. By the time you're gonna, this show will be out. You'll already be waiting for your buckets rum. It'll be on its way. Exactly. And man, this is—it's you can count how many days on one hand now. That's almost uh, well, scary yeah. as hell. Yes, yes. I mean, we are down to the single digits. Um, this is going to be kind of a, a crazy show because uh, we only have uh, everybody's going to be on that you're used to, uh, and some other guests too from uh, Dragon Con reports uh, in the, of the past. But uh, we wanted to make sure everybody got their bid. But of course, with the chaos that is the week before, um, a lot of them aren't going to be. Av- we're not all available at the same time, so we had to record a lot of different segments. So you will be hearing from Dara Noel. You will be hearing from Nikki Rao Baker. You will be hearing from Kevin Batchelder. Uh, but they're all just going to be segments later on in the show. Right now, of course, as you well heard, I have director Mike Faber with me. Greetings, everyone. It's time to panic, folks. That's right. <laughs> Run, hide. Do get your costumes to put together, get the glue guns out, get everything, get your, your stomach lined, take airborne, everything. (laughs) Okay. Well, now we lost Mike Faber. Uh, So it's just me, uh, Mike Gordon, uh, co-host of the Earth Station One podcast. And uh, Mike, are you okay? Uh, I need a bucket. (laughs) (laughs) I just need a bucket. We we all do, of course. So with um, ice in it. Ooh, what's that? That's right, the ice challenge. <laughs> Was I allowed to talk? Sorry, you can cut that, that out. That's a that's a different bucket. That's a different bucket. Well, we're going to talk about the first of all the news and notes, of course. And with us for that segment, we've got with us Dan Carroll. Thanks for coming back on the station, Dan. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, Mike, and thank you, Mike. I ah! know. It's- as the uh, media director, you have a lot on your plate, so thanks for your time. Um, we understand uh, all the press releases already say that this is looking to be one of the most well-attended Dragon Cons ever. Well, there, there's no doubt. We anticipate, based on pre-sales of uh, badges, we're looking at 62,000 being our estimate. Uh, the algorithm we use has been accurate within a thousand for the past five, six years. So we're very, very excited um, to be able to welcome that many Dragon Con fans. 
That is amazing. And of course, you guys are still making some pretty big guest announcements, uh, some of which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. But um, uh, and already everything is starting to come together. Uh, Track directors have announced uh, their lineup. Uh, Mike and I uh, have our panel schedules. Again, everything is tentative. You'll definitely want to check the day of the hour before everything, just to make sure that everything is going to be uh, the way uh, you know schedule on schedule. Mike, Mike, uh, Mike. The Dragon Cob app says I'm going to be at three places at one time. It's awesome. <laughs> does it really? Of course it does. <laughs> wow. Well, Wait, the Dragon the guests, Con. I'm the, sorry. I believe the guests were given time turners this year. Oh, I, I guess I get those when I get my badge. Okay, there you go. <laughs> That's helpful because it, it's really helpful from getting from one panel room to the other, especially when they're in, you know, all the way across, like the, the, the way that one's in the West End and one's in the Sheridan. So that, that will help out a lot. What, I have to but, be in the uh, Sheraton, I have to be in the West End, and I have to be in the basement of the Marriott. This could be awesome. <laughs> As we mentioned in the last episode, you definitely want to keep uh, the DragonCon app uh, on your phone at all times. It's constantly updating constantly telling you where all the changes that are being and whether or not, you know, where we'll be. So that's cool. So, you know, you'll always know where the mics are. You won't know where Dan is because Dan is, is just everywhere. And yet my reputation, I, I, I I admit it. Um, I, I am a man in, in motion. Um, I am practically seeing Elmo's fire running through DragonCon on little tiny pudgy legs. Every time I see you, you are in motion. Uh, I, I, I usually I usually see you in the background somewhere like, oh, there's Dan. Okay. I'll have to say hi to him later. Oh, there's Dan. I'll have to say hi to him later. <laughs> I am thinking of selling out advertising space on my back as I run through Dragon Con. <laughs> well, the thing is you go so fast. <laughs> I do. I, really I, able to I, read and, and let's go ahead and admit this for people who have not met me. I am a short pudgy man. And and the, my speed is is very um, surprising, so that is uh, I, that is the benefit of growing up going into Manhattan many 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 times and trying to make sure I get through this subway door before it closes. Now, Dan, what are personally for you some of the things this year uh, for this year's Dragon Con that you're excited about? Well. Um, I'm really excited about the growth. Uh, you know, as I said, we're looking at the attendance going up total uh, 6,200. I'm also excited about the growth in the number of reporters we have. Um, my job is to talk to reporters about DragonCon, so I'm excited about everything that happens about DragonCon, even those things I haven't heard about yet. I'm just excited that that there's that potential for things to occur at DragonCon. And uh, so, uh, but my job is is to work with reporters and uh, and, and that's something I don't normally get to talk about. So I, I enjoy these long form, um, ability to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> what I'm really excited about at DragonCon, probably more than anything is personally, I'm going to get to see my friends again. Many of my friends at DragonCon, I don't get to see except at DragonCon. And even though I don't get to spend a lot of time with them because the truth is I am working very hard. Uh, it's always great to see, uh, your co-host and mine, Mary Lou Who. Uh, and also many other friends from Nashville. I'm very excited about reporters that are coming in from California that I only get to see once a year at DragonCon. Um, and I'm also excited about the idea that that we are going to be able to present 
this amazing celebration of life that Dragon Con is, of, of fandom, of comics, of film, of art, of television, of just anything people can enjoy, uh, from science to space. There's so much going on. And we're going to be able to uh, – our department is going to be able to share that with the world through our, our reporters. And that, that really turns me on. I imagine that uh, you know, you're, you must be doing interviews – I don't even know how often uh, at this point uh, – but with um, various media outlets – well, uh, one of the things we're doing is uh, I've got uh, – I, I have interviews one or two with major mass media uh, every day next week. And then we're also setting aside nine hours of interview time at DragonCon. Probably going to get reduced to eight hours. But uh, we're going to set up uh, many hours of interview time with reporters uh, to have a chance to sit down one-on-one, talk to me about my experiences, talk to me about why I love DragonCon – and uh, give me uh, the opportunity to talk about all the aspects of DragonCon they might not have been able to experience yet and send them forth to experience more of DragonCon. A lot of times we, we hear, and I've even experienced this a little bit myself, <clears throat> excuse me, um, with various things where if you love something, the last thing you want to do is to go behind the scenes onto how it was made or, or what goes on, some of the politics and whatnot. Um, certainly, um, at, as that's often said at restaurants, you know, you, you don't want to work in the kitchen if you enjoy the food. Um, has your experience with Dragon Con working behind the scenes, uh, enhanced? It seems like, I mean, knowing you, it seems like it definitely has been enhanced. Oh, there's no doubt. Um, when, when I look behind the curtain, uh, I'm not seeing anything other than what's outside the curtain. In fact, if anything... I have discovered that uh, behind the curtain is a group of really humble people trying to put together the best fan experience they can. Uh, You all know DragonCon had a little bit of problems last year, and I had to think very hard about what I was doing last year with DragonCon. And I thought long and hard of it, and I said, you know what? There's nothing else that makes me more proud than the ability to represent these people who are uh, whose name was being dragged through the mud uh, irresponsibly. And I know the hearts and minds of the people behind DragonCon, and I know what they want for everyone is the best possible joyful DragonCon that is safe, inclusive, and just a whole lot of fun. And I can get behind that 100%, and that's why I continue as a media relations director at DragonCon at their request. Excellent. Excellent. And I feel the same way. I mean, I, as a matter of fact, now that I can participate as a guest and and be behind the table uh, in the comic and pop art area, as well as be on panels, it, it's it's more fun for me than it, it ever. And I and that's what I kind of wanted to do, you know, way back when I first started going. I'm like, that would be really cool. The fact that I get to do it now it just seems like a, a dream come true a lot of times. And that, I know it sounds corny, but it absolutely is true. Uh, y- y'all both know that I started out at DragonCon as a volunteer on the information services desk, also known as the help desk. And it gave me an opportunity to to see DragonCon on a ground floor level. 
And it also gave me the opportunity to be forced to know everything that was going on at DragonCon because the next question could be about something I had never heard of before. Uh, those were good times. I, I got to meet um, a, a real superhero that you might be aware of called Danger Woman. I got to meet many celebrities and guests from Peter Jurisic to uh, Johnny Whitaker to David Prowse. And uh, they just came up, and I was able to help them. Uh, the next year, I was working with my daughter. She got to help Jackson. Um, I'm sorry. I almost misspoke. She did not help Jackson Public. She helped Doc Hammer. And they had a conversation. Where else could my daughter get to meet the guy who gave her so many laughs uh, and, and have a conversation? Uh, so we love I, – I grew, I grew to really love this event. And um, – when I took over as a as a director, uh, I joked that well, this was good. Now I'll get a free hotel room. And I was I was uh, I was told by the gentleman interviewing me, if you think that this is going to be worth a free hotel room, you're you're, you're wrong because this this is going to push you to the limits. <laughs> this is gonna this is going to be more demanding than anything you've ever experienced. And I'm like, I graduated from the Defense Language Institute. I was a Cryptologist in the Navy. How much more difficult can can it be than that? It was a lot more difficult, and and it, and it really does push me every year. I I have a role with uh, Samantha, uh, Sam, uh, my assistant director, that I I am only allowed to quit once a month. So it it, it is a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, a lot of work. Um, this year we're looking at 460 reporters pre-registered. That's, that's an increase of 26, 28% from last year. And, uh, that's a big increase from my first year of 105 reporters pre-registered. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress. But once we get to the show, my work's kind of done after that. It's all fun. Well, I'm glad you feel that way because we are certainly uh, getting there in the next few days. And, yeah, I'm, it's my favorite convention of the year, no question about it. Um, it's the one that if I could only do one show a year, it would be definitely be Dragon Con. So it's very cool to um, have you join us. And, you know, we look forward to seeing you next week. Great. And thank you. And thank you to all the reporters out there listening. Um, we appreciate what you do, and everybody comes to DragonCon. We do the best we can to represent you. And now it's time to go over the latest in guest and performer announcements. And with us, of course, joining us, we have Mary Lou Who back on the station. How are you doing, Mary? Uh, with just a week to go, are you ready? I'm a big ball of stress. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> that is uh, not unusual. Uh, yeah, I, I like, I'm doing okay. I was very productive this weekend. Not as productive as I would have liked to be. And I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet, but I feel like maybe I'm like coming around the curve in the tunnel and like maybe the light will be there soon. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, and, and how many? Costumes are we debuting or well, having at Dragon? I haven't counted. Haven't counted yet. I have at least five new ones. Wow, they're all fairly simple. Um, none of them were like major undertakings, but um, I'll I'll probably bring fifteen or so. Ooh, you're a trooper. You're a braver girl. You know, than I'm I there. I'm there for seven days. That averages like two a day. That's not that bad. Yeah. 
And, you know, I mean, I got to give you credit because, you know, some people don't change their shirts and, and whatnot for the whole weekend. So you, we're going to be living that. You don't have to go there right now. Mike. I'm enjoying right. the fresh air. <laughs> well, what we do have to go is to talk about the guest announcement. So Mike and Mary, take it away. All right. I guess I'll start with the list. Um, let us get started. Um, well, Katrina Law can currently be seen on CW hit television series Arrow as Nissa Al Ghul, the daughter of the notorious leader of the League of Assassins, Raj Al Ghul. Nelson Ellis is an award-winning American film and television actor and playwright, perhaps best known as Lafayette Reynolds on HBO's True Blood. Paul Jenkins is a British comic book writer. He had much success crossing over to the American comic book market, primarily working on for Marvel Comics. He has been a big part of shaping the characters of the company over the past decade. His current work is on the Fablewood saga. Carrie Elwes is best known for his role as Wesley in the cult classic The Princess Bride and for his role as Dr. Lawrence Gordon in Saw. Yes, the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> uh, Ralph Macchio is coming to Dragon Con. Uh, Ralph, of course, is known for The Outsiders. And, of course, he is known as the Karate Kid. In the original Karate Kid, we should say. And as well as My Cousin Vinny. He was uh, in that one, too. I think that's the last thing I saw him in. Martin Cove is best known for his role as Cobra Kai Sensei, John Kreese in The Karate Kid. He reprised his role as Kreese in the 1986 hit sequel, The Karate Kid Part 2, in the 1989 sequel, The Karate Kid Part 3. Wow. Karate Kid reunion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and going back to the 80s also, C. Thomas Howe starred as Pony Boy in the classic film The Outsiders, which was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. He also starred in The Hitcher and Soul Man. He's done more than 150 movies, and he currently stars in Southland on TNT. Now, were those guys really considered part of the Brat Pack, or no? Eh, not really. Just kind of along that time? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Adam Baldwin has an impressive range of over 60 feature film roles in his career so far. His most recent success has been Chuck for NBC. Baldwin is also known widely for his role as Jane Cobb in Joss Whedon's Firefly. Michael Nelson studied puppetry at the International Puppetry Institute with the late Jim Henson of the Muppets. Additionally, Nelson has taught puppet theater at the Napa Valley College and was in California Arts Council Artist-in-Residency, has been a popular writer for the National Journal of Puppetry, and is a past president of the San Francisco Bay Area Puppetry Guild and is a past president of the UNIMA USA. Cooper Andrews has been a boom operator for over 10 years in the Atlanta film community. This past year, he has opened a film studio, and he is also on the cast of Halt and Catch Fire, the computer coder, playing the computer coder Kenneth Yo-Yo Engberg. Dean O'Gorman is an actor, artist, and photographer from New Zealand. He is currently known for playing the dwarf Feely in the Hobbit trilogy and for playing Anders in the Almighty Johnson. Hmm. All right. Uh, the Frazetta Girls stop by to meet the Frazetta Girls, get them to sign the new Frazetta sketchbook, and ask about Dusk Till Dawn, director Robert Rodriguez adapting Fire and Ice into a new live-action feature film. Cool. Eddie Haleko is a special effects artist uh, contestant on Sci-Fi's 
competition series Face Off Season 5, where artists put their special effects skills to the test, creating full character makeup under intense pressure and extreme deadlines. At the age of 20, Helco was the youngest contestant to compete. Jill Wong is the web lead, a.k.a. Empress of the Web, for Artix Entertainment. In 2008, she brought her software application and front-end design talent to help inject AE's websites with more undead slang, zombie smashing, battle-tastic craziness. Stefan Cass is a science and technology journalist who's spent a lot of his career exploring the porous boundaries between reality and sci-fi. The founding editor of Discover Science, Not Fiction blog, Cass also was the editor of the TRSF and 12 Tomorrows, originally hard SF anthology for MIT Technology Review, and the just-released Coming Soon Enough anthology for IEEE Spectrum, where he's a senior editor. Vincent Queso is an American actor and entrepreneur best known for his co-starring role as Blades in the critically acclaimed web series The Guild. Sean Gunn... Uh, most recently provided the motion capture work for the characters of Rocket Raccoon, Thanos, and Kraglin for the film Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. Robert Scott Crane is now cast as Norman Mailer in the Matthew David Wilder upcoming feature film Inferno, a Linda Lovelace story. Toby Sells is a professional makeup FX artist based out of Atlanta, owns the East Coast busiest FX house also freelances for KNB FX group almost human some of Toby's credits are the walking dead zombie land quarantine 2 and Toby has also been featured on the discovery channel's dirty jobs Terry Gilliam is an American born British writer filmmaker animator and member of the Monty Python comedy troupe Gilliam is also known for directing several well-regarded films, including Brazil, The Fisher King, Twelve Monkeys, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, and most recently, The Zero Theorem. Um, Little note with Terry, though, he is only going to be at the con on Saturday and Sunday. He will not be there on Friday or Monday. Uh, Joanne Kelly is best known to Dragon Con fans as Secret Service Micah bearing on the sci-fi series warehouse 13 i'm so excited yes they've got the whole crew yes. she never does conventions and apparently the only reason that she's coming to dragon con is because everyone else on the cast asked her to that's, that's awesome. awesome yeah yeah and and the show just ended which was terrible but yes Ivana Lynch is an Irish actress and model. She rose to prominence for her portrayal of Luna Lovegood in the Harry Potter film series, appearing in four films and in their tie-in video games. She has made fashion accessories and recorded an audiobook of Foster by Claire Keegan. She has also appeared in photo shoots for various magazines and modeled for Katrin Thomas and C.R.N. Sweeney. I clearly know a lot about fashion. Robbie Kay is a classically trained actor who could be seen recurring as Peter Pan on the popular ABC series Once Upon a Time. Colin Cunningham is an American television and film actor. Cunningham is best known for his roles as John Pope as role as John Pope in the hit TNT science fiction series Falling Skies. Scarlett Byrne is an English actress. She is best known for her role as Pansy Parkinson in the Harry Potter series. Nikki Yang is best known for voicing Bimo and Lady Rainicorn on Adventure Time. David T. Steinman is an artist, educator, and explorer based in Minneapolis who often combines music, puppetry, and projection. 
This summer, Davey toured by motorcycle across the United States and Canada with a shadow puppet show and a ukulele strapped to his back seat, performing in the living room, taverns, and campsites along the Great Lakes in the Atlantic. Jeremy Shada is an American teen actor and singer who currently provides the voice of the young adventurer Finn on Cartoon Network's Emmy-winning, excuse me, Emmy-nominated series Adventure Time. Gates McFadden is best known for portraying the character of Dr. Beverly Crusher in the television film series Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, Does anyone know if Patrick Stewart is still scheduled to be at Dragon Con? Yeah, as far as we know. He hasn't canceled yet? Nope. Nope. (laughs) That would be an epic pair to have on a panel. That would be awesome. Blake Love has been doing puppet and mask theater since he met In the Heart of the Beast puppet and mask theater seven years ago in Minneapolis. Jessica DeSerchio is an American actress, voice actress, and singer, perhaps best known for her voice acting in the animated series and video games. Manu Bennett is best known for his role as Crixus, the undefeated Gaul in the American Stars television series Spartacus, about the uprising started by the gladiator Spartacus in the Roman Republic. He also had roles playing the villain Azog in The Hobbit, as well as Slade Wilson in Arrow, a series about the superhero Green Arrow, because none of us knew what that was. <laughs> and just remember, bring an eye patch for him. He loves it when you do that, you know? What, you can really? sign your eye patch. <laughs> yeah. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. And that's the guest list. See, so far. Nice, short and sweet. But there's still a couple more days. People are going to cancel, and we might be adding a few more, so you never know. Definitely check with uh, the official site as well as uh, Facebook and, of course, the Dragon Con app. So thank you, Mary, for uh, helping out with the list and the guest list uh, all all year round. Um, What uh, before we let you go, what specifically are you looking forward to uh, on your weekend at Dragon Con? I am definitely looking forward to Patrick Stewart. That's probably that and... Warehouse 13 are probably the only two panels I'll go to, at least that I am sure I will go to at this point. Um, I'm really excited for some of my new costumes. Um, I just, I love doing cosplay, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, just the whole experience, you know, I kind of go for partially for the nightlife anyway. So, I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing people I haven't seen in a year. Yes, yeah, awesome. And we look forward to seeing you as well next weekend, right? Yeah. And as Mary just mentioned, uh, of course, Dragon Con would not be Dragon Con without the nightlife and the parties. So uh, I just want to make some quick party announcements uh, real uh, quick. I mean, there's just so many that I can't cover them all. But uh, definitely the first one that we want to mention, first and foremost, is the first annual ESO meet and greet. This is the first time that uh, we've actually had a a function where we're actually uh, going all going to be there, at least uh, uh, the Air Station One crew, as well as as many people we can get on from the network. Of course, it's almost impossible with everybody doing panels and being everywhere else. But this is uh, we're going to have as many as people as we can on Friday at the Sheridan Atlanta Hotel. That's um, uh, it's going to be in the uh, poolside area, um, and uh, it will be from eight thirty. To is it ten, Mike? Eight thirty, ten, ten thirty, ten thirty ish, right? Twelve thirty, one thirty. You know, 
Well, um, we will be there for sure. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Like I said, it's in going to be in the same area as the uh, Dragon Con pinups by the pool contest. So, uh, or pool party rather. Uh, I think there is an actual pinups contest as well. So, uh, Tula Love and uh, Doctor Q should be there as well. A lot of pinups, um, a lot of uh, eye candy, both for the men and the women, right? Um, and uh, it's going to be a fun event. Uh, so. There's going to be plenty of room there. Also, uh, I do. I did get word that the uh, Merfolk, uh, that's M-E-R-F-O-L-K, uh, are going to be there as well. They're having their own uh, sort of open swim party there. So if you want to see mermaids, mermen uh, in action at the pool, uh, it's going to be a great opportunity to do that as well. So it's going to be really fun. You've got ESO. You've got pinups. You've got mer people. It's going to be awesome. Friday night. Um, there's also... Um, have to mention that Tulu Love also puts on one of the best burlesque shows that you'll ever see, um, and that is going to be on Saturday. Uh, the Glamour Geek Review. This is uh, Tulu's second time running it, and it's going to be even better than it was last year. So you definitely want to. You'll have to wait in line for this one because it's so popular, but it's so worth it. So definitely uh, make plans, make arrangements on Saturday. A little bit earlier than um, I think the event is at, oh, man, I don't even know now. I, I had it in front of me, but I think it's at 10. But you'll probably want to start lining up uh, like around 7 or 8, and I'm not kidding about that. I would uh, say noon. You know. <laughs> well, noon would be extreme, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's that much worth it. So uh, also I wanted to point out there's a website now that has uh, put together a lot of the party information um, that you'll want to check out. It's uh, Atlanta Costume Even uh, dot uh, WIX slash Decon Parties. I'll have the link for you. It's a, it's a little bit weird, but I'll have the link for you on the show notes. But this has got every party or is trying to have the official parties as well as the unofficial parties, a list of all the parties that are happening at DragonCon and not just during the event. Um, there are pre-con parties happening on Saturday, Sunday, and Tuesday. So uh, kickoff parties. And so they've got those mentioned uh, and as well as the ESO meet and greet is there. There's also on Thursday night, because we talk about it so much, on Thursday night at 7 p.m. at the 22-story bar at the Hyatt is – Mike, you know what this is. It's my coming out part. No. <laughs> It's the Buckets of Rum it's Meet and Greet. It's the Bucket of Rum Meet and Greet. It yes. is going to be so awesome. Uh, so you don't want to miss that. If you are wondering what we're talking about, about Buckets of Rum, uh, and you, it's good to go Thursday because sometimes by even Friday they run out of buckets. So And then you don't get a true Bucket of Rum experience. You get like two cups of rum or something like that. So uh, you definitely want to experience the buckets while they are in stock. Hopefully they've ordered plenty. But uh, I don't think you can bring your own bucket. But, no, because, uh, you know, I'd be bringing one of those industrial straight <laughs> <ones>. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean that my straw won't fit to the bottom? You know? But also another one I wanted to point out is the uh, the Brit track, the Arthur Dent's Pajama Party at 10 p.m. That's on Friday. Uh, so that's happening after our event. So you can hang with the ESO crew and then la- later on go down to the uh, – and actually that's at the same place. It's the Grand Ballroom at the Sheridan. So you can just bebop on over with your towel to uh, – because you'll have your towel because you're at the poolside for our party. 
And uh, you can go visit uh, the Brit Tracks uh, Arthur Dent's Pajama Party as well. It's an anniversary of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, so the party is in honor of that. But um, there's also... And another party that's happening on Friday is the Spectrum Party. And we've got Darren Noel joining us to talk about that. Hi, Mr. Gordon. How are you? Wonderful to be back. Sorry I can't be there for the main show, but I have a lot of glow-in-the-dark bracelets to put together, and time is short. <laughs> I know. It's for, all, for us all. I think everybody's contributing just a little segment this time because Indeed. we're all so busy. Uh, but you've got someone with you. Uh, this is Neon, the Glogo Bear. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the, the history of the Spectrum Party. Is it something that has a, uh, been at part of DragonCon for a while? Well, it's been, um, it was formerly known as the Rainbow Flag Party. Started way back when as part of the train right. track. Okay, yeah. And then it um, got moved to the costuming track as directors come and go, as they often do at Dragon Con. And uh, it's kept that name, and it was in the, the um, Sheraton. And um, the last couple of times, it was it was okay. It wasn't great. Um, it could be a lot better. And so I worked with um, the director of the costuming track, uh, Lee Cox, and got Neon on board. And I think. We made a fabulous improvement on it, so much so that we we basically sold out the Sheraton room, and we have been moved to the West End in the Augusta Ballroom, which is a bigger venue for this party. So yay, us. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Now, you said it sell out. Is this an additional fee? No, no, no. It's okay. just we were, we were uh, closed for capacity. capacity. Yeah. So gotcha. If, if you have a badge, you can you can certainly get in. Right. And, and if you don't clear, have a badge, you can't. Let's make that clear. Yeah, right? yeah that's that's true. You can't. <laughs> um, this this is uh, DragonCon's official um, LGBTIA party: lesbians, gays, bi's, trans, um, intersexed, and ally party. So if you are a member of any of those groups, including straight allies, please come by and party with us. Very cool. And what uh, what do you have on hand for this year? Well, neon. <laughs> So uh, last year was uh, very interesting uh, because the Rainbow Flag Party was my very first DJ gig ever. Uh, so I had come off that with uh, a history of dancing and uh, you know video collecting. So I actually put that into good use, uh, I think, and I surprised everyone, uh, including myself, at this party. So over the past year, I've been um, working as a DJ uh, in various places, at the Eagle, uh, Blake's a number of times uh, for uh, Memorial Day and St. Patrick's Day, and I work at Zocalo. So my DJ skills have ramped up. The equipment that I'm bringing to this show is on a whole new level as well as the music is on a whole new level. So it's going to be amazing. That's very cool. Now, you said that uh, this year or last year was your first time DJ. Was that your first time at DragonCon as well? Uh, no, I'm a DragonCon veteran. Awesome. How long have you been going? Uh, probably for the past eight years. Very cool. Very cool. What is it that brings you back to DragonCon every year? It's DJ gig. <laughs> My DJ. Well, well, this year for sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very, you know... I, I think with my background in science fiction, I, I, I'm a comic book, uh, and uh, I read uh, constantly. I watch sci-fi films, so I like to uh, do Dragon Con, especially as a DJ, because I can play so much stuff uh, that I can't normally play in, in another venue because it won't be appreciated uh, on the same level. Uh, but I keep coming back because I like to spend a lot of money on stuff I don't need. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> you are certainly welcome. Then, um, do you take place in? Do you take part in the uh, costuming? Um, I just started uh, with Lee uh, working with him at Frolicon doing a panel on designing sexy superhero stripper wear for men. Uh, and I've been costuming for about, uh, I actually started because of, I was DJing Dragon Con and I needed something <laughs> like amazing. Yeah. Cause you can't just do that in jeans and a t-shirt. No, 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 I, I, no. <laughs> I wouldn't even tell you what like, I wasn't. That's the wearing. gay DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's difficult to stand out at Dragon Con, but Neon manages to do it quite well. Well, I, I guarantee you that this year's outfit will blow your mind. Awesome. And we'll also have some dancing boys and girls, I believe. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Uh, we call them ambassadors because, you know, they don't only just dance, but they also uh, interact with the crowd, make sure everybody's having a good time, get some feedback on what's going on. Uh, and you know they're there to they're party help me. They're party yes, starters. And, yeah, and they're actually my crew for setup and breakdown. So they're very vital to the process. Uh, you know, we get in there at seven thirty. It's got to be ready by nine thirty, and it's a lot to do in a short amount of time. Yeah, because I would imagine that you don't have access to that room all day. No, no that is correct. Not now. And I'm a VJ first, uh, so a number of things have to get set up. Projectors. Uh, it's got to be synced in with the audio, so it is. It is a full show. Awesome. Now, is it the the Spectrum Party? Now, is that the big event for you personally at Dragon Con, or the other things that you're interested in doing as well? You know, honestly, I don't have enough time to worry about that. <laughs> uh, I, I've got a you know a four hour DJ set mm-hmm. uh, to design, and you know I, I'm working on that. Uh, I started version one. I'll probably be at version fourteen. Uh, by Dragon Con, <laughs> uh, and then I'm getting all the. Actually, it was here in my in my office here, setting up the projector with a new lighting rig uh, that I'm testing. So my time uh, outside of Dragon is either costuming, coordinating, uh, and you know, getting all the plans together, getting all the music together, kind of phasing out how the evening's going to work. Uh, training a lighting engineer to help me and, you know, making sure everybody's on board and we got a plan and it goes off without a hitch. But uh, let me just say, Sunday, you can probably find Neon and a couple of his peeps roaming the dealer's room. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> so, you know, spending that money. That's where, <laughs> you, know. you know, I pretty much hang out in the dealer's room. I, I'm guessing in very dark glasses. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. If you're going to stand out in a crowd, you need to stand out gotcha. in a crowd. So, so we'll expect you then late on set on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah, late, we'll at, Mike, yeah that's true. I mean, it's all relative, right? I mean, or could, early, yeah, or exactly. Early, yeah. <laughs> so the breakdown will probably take us till four o'clock. So now, we'll stay up. Talking to a lot of people who you know do the do costumes for Dragon Con, they start thinking about their costumes for this year. Like they started like the week after last year. Did you prep as early as that for this? Um, I'm constantly having to put things to the next level uh, because uh, Neon the Globo Bear isn't just a DJ. He is an event producer, and I also am a go-go dancer uh, around North America. Uh, I've done performances on stage with uh, at World Pride this year, and I performed at Door Alley. 
this year with a whole bunch of great guys in both places. They're effing amazing uh, to work with. Uh, so I, you know, I'm constantly building my gear out uh, to perform, you know, at the drop of a hat. But so I have stuff that are on the table, you know, I'm constantly making one thing or another. Gotcha. But this is definitely one of the, if not the highlight of the year for you. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's my favorite party uh, of the year uh, because I put a lot of love into it, a lot of energy, a lot of, uh, you know, my personal money to beef up uh, my equipment so that everybody has the best time that I possibly can make it. Uh, and, you know, and then I just sit back and, you know, whenever I'm dancing up there when I'm DJing and I'm hopefully everyone else will. Well, I'm, I'm almost positive Darren will be as well. I will oh. be there. Uh, Wonder Warrior will definitely be at that party. So. <laughs> nice. Well, we definitely want to try to make it as well. So tell us again where it is and when it is. It's in the Augusta Ballroom in the West End, 10 p.m. on Saturday night. Awesome. And, and Neon, if, we, if people want to find out a little bit more about you uh, and where you are and what you're doing and what you're all about, where is there someplace online they can go? Most definitely. Uh, I have an entertainer page uh, on Facebook, and it's facebook.com slash glogobear, and that's G-L-O-W-G-O-B-E-A-R. And that's where I put uh, a lot of my events and pictures and podcasts and everything, because I have my hands in so many buckets. Uh, it's uh, it's a good place to just centralize. Thank you for like emphasizing. Thank right? you for emphasizing the B. That's right. Yeah, as in buckets of rum, of course, right? Indeed. Yes, it, uh, it all comes back around to buckets. It, does, it, it does. really does. Well, very cool. Well, definitely. Thanks for coming on board the station. It definitely a, a different angle for us to to talk about uh, to a, to a DJ. So um, we wish you well, and we hope to see you at the con. Definitely. If you don't see me at night, that. Uh, then you're not looking. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And now joining us once again is uh, Kevin. With uh, usually he's got tips for newbies to dish out, but I, I think since we're so close, within a week uh, to the actual event itself, uh, you know, I, I just I'm curious, Kevin, what um, what you're personally excited about, especially for this year at DragonCon. Oh wow, there's so much good stuff at Con. Very honestly, it, it's a corny answer, but. Uh, um, I, I I am the type that ends up being on probably ten or twelve panels. Sure. Um, so unlike earlier years, where oftentimes you'd be so excited to get the schedule and figure out what you're going to, for me, a good part of the con is already blocked uh, <laughs> for what I'm doing. So I don't get to do maybe quite as much. Um, it's usually now like, when can I take a nap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did I that? Mean, did that? Was there a period where that was a? I mean. There was a period where you were going to panels and then suddenly or was it a gradual thing where you were on panels or was it sort of a, oh, now this year I'm on them? It was just as I went to them, it was so much fun. Uh, or I saw the people doing the panels having so much fun. I figured, you know, hey, why not volunteer, you know, offer to speak on some of the topics, you know? Sure, sure. So it just started growing. And yeah, I'm a glutton rather than a couple here or there. I end up doing a few on a few different tracks. And One of these days, sir, we will be on a panel together i think i think law of averages just says that that's going to happen eventually yeah yes eventually so eventually uh, you know once they get their claws into you too you know they don't want to let you go yeah no but it's it's part of what i now like it just means it's a little different than it used to be but i get excited like i am right about now i'm getting a little um 
freaking out a little because I've got about a dozen panels that I want to do a little bit of prep for and we're only a week away. So there's a little bit of that, oh my God, what did I get myself into? But it's that excitement of looking forward to, you know, jumping up in front of the room and interacting with the fans that are going to be there. That's a lot of the excitement I have is just, uh, you know, new panelists I haven't met before, people in the audience who are going to throw us curveballs and, you know, it's that excitement of having to be sharp and on the point. Either are that there- or really drunk on uh, buckets of rum. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes Actually, you know it's really curious i've got for the first time i've got panels that are in the evening uh this time and i'm like ooh, i don't know what the audience and crowd's going to be like for those <laughs> well one of the events that you guys know that we do um now for the last several years is the uh, sci-fi drive-in theater heckle along yeah um and that's around eight thirty, nine o'clock on friday night so um each year over the last few years, our crowd's been getting bigger and bigger and cons moved us to bigger rooms. And it's kind of a little daunting in an exciting kind of way because, yeah, once we get ready to get going, there's a lot of people already in that room, you know, many of which have already had quite a few drinks by 9 o'clock at night. Um, so, you know, that, that tends to get them going and, and tends to make sure we have to be on point. Otherwise, we're going to have a whole crowd of people uh, doing a better job at heckling than we are. <laughs> <laughs> just be just be a, a challenge just to get heard i would imagine <laughs> oh well that's why they give us mics you know we always have a little bit of a, of a up on the people in the crowd you know we can kind of drown them out but it, it's so, an exciting bit so give us a little taste of what uh what sort of panel what kind of panels are you going to be on this year uh, do you, know, do you, you know must do a tentative schedule anyway right now yeah i mean i'm doing a couple over in the, the whedon universe um, one I'm really looking forward to is actually a panel idea that I submitted about three or four years ago, and it's finally being done this year. As you know, lots of good ideas, never enough time. We're doing Whedonverse 101, totally spoiler-free panel to introduce folks to all of the Joss Whedon shows. Awesome idea. So we're going to have uh, like four or five of us, one for each show on the panel, give a couple of minute intro to the show, and then kind of break the room into – into groups. If you're coming, you want to learn about Buffy or Dollhouse or Angel, you can go in a little separate group discussion. So we figured a great way to introduce Whedon shows to folks that way. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. So looking forward to that's one of the ones I'm definitely looking forward to there. Uh, I'm also big, as I think you folks know, in the Lost Girl fandom. So we have a Lost Girl uh, discussion panel that I'll be on uh, happening Saturday night. And there's going to be some uh, Lost Girl guests, so I'm definitely looking forward to those uh, celeb Q&As a couple yeah, of days. So a lot of Lost Girl guests this year. Yeah, several, so I'm really excited for that one. That's certainly something to look forward to. And, uh, you know, I'm on some panels for shows like Continuum, Arrow, uh, Teen Wolf, Sleepy Hollow, actually moderating the Sleepy Hollow one for the horror track. First time moderating a panel, so that'll be a new kind of thing. My job to come up with the questions and topics. Uh, they have for Derek and the horror track. So that's kind of a new take on things. Very nice. Yeah. And uh, also looking forward to one uh, you guys might be around or near uh, over in uh, Joe's sci-fi uh, classics track. Uh, this year he's doing a Buckaroo Bonsai panel. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to that one because uh, we're doing it. Uh, the theme on it is that uh, we're doing it as if the movie was a documentary and was real. So we're going to mean it was it. Well, some people aren't sure, so okay. that's why we're here to confirm all that. And all of us that are on the panel have to have a Buckaroo Banzai name, so we're all John something or other. <laughs> <laughs> so that 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 could be a lot of fun. That's uh, Sunday night uh, at eight thirty. So it could be that crowd could be a little uh, interesting too as you get into the evening panel. So looking forward to that one quite a bit too. 
Sure, sure. Yeah. So uh, that and a lot of the Arrow guests, you folks know I'm big on uh, Arrow along with the fan panel. We were also going to have both uh, uh, both of the sisters there, Katie Lutz and uh, Katie Cassidy, uh, along with Manu Bennett is going to be there and uh, also the, the uh, Paul Blackthorn. Manu Bennett. Yeah. So we're going to have pretty big uh, Arrow celeb Q&As too that I'll look forward to. So those, you know, certainly something I'm going to try to find a way to slot all that stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do, uh, do you still uh, intend or, or attend any panels just to just to see, or is it just too busy, too hectic for you to do that? Oh, I'm sure I will. And and but I very honestly, I'm not sure what they might be because, as you guys know well, it'll probably come down to on a certain day when I do have an open block, I'm going to see what's near where I am. Yeah. Right. Uh, good point. Kind of decompress a little by getting to be in the audience, and uh, you know some of the folks I know well that are friends that are doing panels. I'll, I'll probably try to at least pop in and uh, you know heckle them a little or something. I figured you'd be the heckler in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know I got to make sure it's after they've attended one of my panels, so they can't one up me the next time around. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's strategizing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all it's all in good fun for the sake of the discussion. It's it's great. I mean, I know last year we had a. Uh, we had an Arrow fan panel that I was on last year in Kelly's uh, American Sci-Fi track. And that was one of those panels. You never know sometimes when you go to a panel, you know, how it's going to be that was so interactive. I mean, we weren't five minutes in and we had several members in the audience who were huge Arrow fans, a couple that were cosplaying Arrow characters who knew so much about the universe that it really became a discussion that was only really half coming from the people up on the on the uh, panels table. The rest was coming from the audience. It was just a wonderful interaction there. That's, and and that's when those things are really special. That's what I really look forward to. You don't want to be sitting up there, or at least I don't, droning on. It's so great when you've got an interactive crowd. Yeah, that's what I think fan panels should be. They should be much more – they should be uh, interactive. Uh, you know, especially – you know, it's, it's a different thing if you've got, you know, actors or people who've worked on the series or uh, you're actually just – you know, most of the people there are listen to, listening to them talk about their experience with the movie show or whatever the panel's about. Um, but when they're fan panels and you've got your, you know, panel of quote-unquote experts up there – uh, and I'm, you know, you, I'm, I've been one of those in as well. You're put in this position where it's like, well, I, I, I know I'm an enthusiast about the, this, you know, genre, this uh, genre or this uh, movie or whatever, but I don't know if I really call myself an expert. So, I mean, I try uh, very much to get everybody involved in the discussion and find out what everybody wants to talk about in terms of what they're passionate about or what they have questions on and whatnot. And we can talk about it as a, a whole group. And those can be very rewarding. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's why, cause some folks will say, you know, well, don't you want to leave the schedule a little more open or, or, uh, you know, maybe not be as committed on the panels. And I'm like, yeah, but you just, every time I do a new one, you never know when you're just going to hit that you know, that really special time of meeting someone new or, or learning something about a show that you think you're pretty knowledgeable on, that you get to learn all kinds of new stuff that you never knew. Um, and that's really special for me. I mean, it's uh, any of us, certainly the three of us and other folks who might be bloggers or podcasters, you know, we, we produce a lot of content and stuff. And sometimes it's nice to be have someone else totally throw us off our game and challenge us or or realize that we don't know near as much as we think we do. Why do you think I do a show with Mike Corden? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Not, there you go. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
I guess I could take that either way. But it's a, it's a challenge. It really is. It is. See, it, it, it's a challenge. It goes both ways. Right? Exactly. That's what I meant. Uh, it was um, a compliment. Backhanded as it was, it was a compliment. I, I uh, and and that's you know that's all about uh, the panels. This is the kind of tone that our panels have. Um, the thing that I've been to a lot of different cons and. Uh, the, the fan panels, panels in particular at Dragon Con are some of the best that I've ever had. Uh, whether I've been sitting in the audience or whether I've been on them myself. I mean, there's just something, um, be, I think because Dragon Con is promoted as a more of a fan convention, um, and it's always been sort of a convention for the fans by the fans. The the panels in particular uh, just come from a place of of real passion for whatever you know the subject matter that they're talking about is. Oh yeah, and 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 you can feel that electricity. I mean, or at least I can. That's the corny bit that certainly you know fuels me when you start getting busy at con or whatever. Is when you get in some of these rooms. I mean, you can just feel the electricity and the excitement for a show. I know back in um, 2012. Uh, we did, uh, it was the first year that uh, we did a Lost Girl panel about the show. And it's a show I've been a fan of for well over a year and a half, probably at that point. I've been bugging the track director at that time. It was covered in Kelly's American Sci-Fi track that, oh, as soon as, you know, they're divvying up shows, you got to get this one and you got to let me be on the panel. And we were doing, she was doing one. And I remember that particular panel, I had to come from another panel, like one of those, you know, got to go the length of the con kind of thing. So... I didn't get there as early as I wanted, so I literally was almost running in the room only like you know eight minutes before it was due to start. And I walked in, and the room was literally packed. There were people standing at the back of the room. It was so uh, popular. And, and that thing just was gold. It, the energy, the, the give and take between the audience it ended up being covered by the Daily Dragon in one of their articles. And they talked about how, you know, how well the panel went. So it was very exciting to be a part of that as a panelist. Um, and, and you just sometimes never know you're going to have a hit or not and how popular it might be. But when you can literally feel that energy, that just keeps me going all day long. Because I think Dragon Con covers such a wide, uh, variety of topics. It's able to have, um, panels for things that, you know, people don't usually have panels for. So suddenly you have a bunch of people who are into Buckaroo Banzai or even last year, Sea, uh, Seagate, a uh, Sequest. Mm-hmm. That Sequest panel, I wasn't on it, but that Sequest panel I heard was just packed to the gills full of people who were just chomping at the bit to talk about the show that they loved because they don't get to do it that often. Yeah, that's what it comes down to is this really special part of these things. It's not just the popular things that you see at a – no disrespect, at, but like a San Diego Comic-Con or the high-profile things uh, where they, you know, they cover the stuff that is the most popular or the end thing. With Dragon Con, it's, like you said, stuff that could be 20, 30 years old or it's just not that high profile, you know, but it gets a chance to get some visibility and get some people really geeking out and talking about it. It's, it's just really neat. That's the thing that I think a lot of people miss or don't know about Con when, when we talk about, you know, just at least get them there to that first one is, no, nah, it's just not the high profile stuff. You're going to find stuff if you have a niche, whatever it might be, science or any of these TV shows or movies, it's going to be a way to find some other people that are just as passionate as you are, and you won't find them almost anywhere else. Yeah, I think uh, one of our good friends, uh, the track director, of course, of the uh, uh, American classic sci-fi area, Joe, Joe Crow, I think he, he fi- tried to find the most obscure things. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, it's his mission 
to find the most obscure <laughs> things that uh, they can t- they can cover in the panels, which is great because they're a lot of fun. I mean, from a guy who who is maybe you know one of the few and proud to to celebrate Manimal. Oh yes, uh, and does he ever? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, they all they're all done with love, and it's just it's a lot of fun. So. Uh, very cool. Well, you'll definitely, I know you're going to be busy with your panels and between that and at least in the first couple of days, you're going to be, uh, um, part of the, the newbies events that are happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've got some events early in con, as we've talked about, you know, on the podcast before Thursday evening and then the first thing Friday morning, that's a little more of the butterflies in the stomach since I'm kind of leading those first year we're doing them to see how well it might go. As a matter of fact, uh, as many of you know, the, uh, schedule came out in the app, you know, like the day before we recorded this and uh, everybody gets excited and starts looking at it. But two out of the three newbie events had incorrect times and incomplete descriptions. So, oh, no. Yeah. I already submitted uh, updates that the the powers that be say will be in there probably within a couple of days. So that's the natural flow of things. But it's just great because that app, as you know, gets out there and everybody's like, oh, this is it. It's it's written in stone. I'm like, no, folks, I can give you some firsthand experience that no, it's not. So yeah, nothing it's not. with Dragon Con is ever written in stone. Yeah. And people well, are like, oh, it's out in the app. That means it's it's locked. I'm like, nope. Not at all. <laughs> that's newbies. That's your first lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we purposely told them to screw it up to see if you were paying attention. <laughs> Everything is subject to change. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well, looking forward to that. We have no idea how many people might show up at our events. We're already trying to plan uh, them, but we'll have fun. Whatever happens, as you guys know, too, the key when you get to con is be flexible. We'll roll with whatever happens, good or bad. And, you know, we'll make it happen and we'll make it fun. That's the thing that all of us do. We're definitely looking forward to seeing you next week. Um, where can people find out uh, just the app or is there another place online or your Facebook that they can find out where you're going to be, all your panels and such? Uh, yeah, if you uh, – uh, well, that's a good question. I, I probably have them listed in a doc that I can share either on Twitter or Facebook. I've had a couple of people ask, but uh, if you're on Twitter, folks can find me at uh, K-B-A-C-H-E-L-D-E-R. It's my personal Twitter. Uh, feel free to throw – uh, question at me if you got any info there. I'm definitely on Facebook if you search for Kevin Batchelder. And as many people know, the newbies group certainly going to find me posting stuff up in there too. Definitely, it's uh, you. You do so much for that, and uh, it's a really great idea. Um, and uh, I'm glad that this year it's it, there. The newbies events are being held in official capacity. So congratulations on that. Yeah, looking forward to it a lot. But it's also the team effort, as you guys know too. We've had some great discussion recently about. Uh, people looking for uh, help being able to find things at the con. And, you know, you guys chimed in sharing a, the video you did. So it's a, it's a great team effort. Yes, yes. Well, cool. Well, we'll definitely look forward to, like I said, seeing you next week. Um, and uh, thanks once again for visiting us. And we'll check in with you. Of course, we'll see you next week. But then um, uh, we'll do a post-Dragon Con report and we'll uh, find out how it, the event was for you. Awesome. Looking forward to seeing you guys and everybody else out there, folks. It's going to be a blast. Can't wait to see everybody. All right. So thanks, Kevin. And now we're going to sit down and talk with Nikki Rao Baker about what to bring with in your suitcase and backpack essentials. Welcome back, Nikki. Thank you. Great to be here. How are you? I'm doing great. Other than panicking that we have less than a handful of days left to this con. I know. I don't even want to think about it. It it seems like just yesterday we were saying, oh, it's three months away. And now it's, oh, it's 
three days away mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, exactly. It's like I was driving by the hotel the other day and I was just like, I could see the storm clouds rising and geekdom and stormtroopers, <laughs> the ghosts of stormtroopers to come. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's quickly upon us. And so with all that panic may come um, some forgetfulness. So what I want to do is talk a little bit about some of the things that you should not forget when packing uh, your backpack and your suitcase. Um, If anybody is familiar with my uh, plan of attack when it comes to things that I take with me to Dragon Con in my backpack, you guys know that I'm kind of like a, like a scout, a girl scout in that I'm, I'm always prepared I can pretty much handle anything that comes my way with some of the things that I throw into my backpack. So I want to go through some of those things um, and hopefully help you guys remember some of the stuff that you need to take with you. Um, And if you guys have anything that you want to add to it, you know, Mike, hop in. If there's anything that you feel like is important to you that you always want to throw into your backpack. Oh, definitely. Um, And, you know, I'll definitely add my commentary to help you out. And, you know, it's definitely, there's always, there's always going to be something that you do forget. And the great thing about Dragon Con, especially the last couple of years, is the addition of the CVS at Peachtree Center. Oh, absolutely. That has been a lifesaver. Um, even if it's something as simple as, oh, you know, I forgot to pick up some extra bottles of aspirin. And and with them being open 24 hours is fantastic. Or ladies, if for some reason the time of the month hits. Exactly. You know, sometimes you just never know. At least you have a drugstore right there. Right. They do keep it fully stocked. They do. And I have uh, availed myself of their uh, stock of items on more than one occasion. Uh, you know, you feel a little bit of a cold coming on and you think, ah, I need to go and get my vitamin C. So, yeah, so the CVS is there available for you. But um, if you want to try to come as prepared as you can, here are a few things that I think that are essential to put into your backpack. And, yeah, it's, it's going to seem like a lot. Um, but if you pack the travel size items, you should be good to go. Yeah, just just think about it like you're traveling on an airplane. Basically, go to the grocery store, go to the drugstore. They have a little section right for traveling size goodies for that. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so some of the things that I always like to throw in my backpack are these items. Um, An extra cell phone charger and battery backup source. We've got uh, these little things. They're called juice packs. And they're batteries with built-in cases that you just slide your phone into. Um, and it acts as a backup battery for your phone. Um, like I said, extra cell phone chargers. Exactly. Because, you know, a lot of the hotels go kind of deep into the ground. And some of the cell phone signals do not reach down there. And the problem with cell phones is if it's searching for a signal, it's using a lot of battery trying to do that. Exactly. Yeah, that's a really good point that your your phone may drain more quickly than you're used to. That and if you are one of the fortunate ones that do have a cell signal, you're going to be on Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Vine, 
posting stuff saying, you know, hey guys, we're having a great time. This is what we're doing. So you're going to be using the heck out of your cell phone. Also, you'll be using that handy dandy Dragon Con app. Exactly. Updating, finding out where your friends are, finding out where your next panel is, things like that. Exactly. It's always a great thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a couple other items that you want to throw in there uh, are some snacks, uh, you know, like a pack of crackers, granola bars, protein bars, things like that, uh, chips, cookies, whatever your favorite snack is, throw some of those in the bag uh, because it may be a, a while between meals and we understand that everybody is there to go, go, go and have fun, but you want to make sure you don't let your blood sugar drop too low and you start to get a headache, you start to feel sick, and then that's when the con crud can sneak in. Or I've seen, so definitely, I've seen people pass out in the walk. Oh, yeah. You know, from lack of sleep, lack of blood sugar, you know, of food. Mm-hmm. And so, you yeah, know, they do have paramedics on site, but, you know, let's stay away from them, folks. <laughs> yeah, so just throw some snacks in there and also a water bottle. Um, you can take one of those. I have a water bottle that's called a bobble water bottle. And what that has is a built-in filter into the water bottle. So I can use tap water and it will automatically filter it for me. Um, and I just picked that up at Target. You can get them at Target, Walmart, uh, Amazon, and it's a bobble water bottle with and, a built-in filter. And if you go through the ESO Amazon.com store, you can order that now. And if you have Amazon Prime, you'll still get it by the con. Exactly. How Fantastic. Was that for, how was that for the station? Was that, that was really well done. I'm, I, I'm glad that my unintentional setup worked well for us. <laughs> So, yeah, so and and any of these items, yes, you can order through the Amazon e-store to help support the station. So the water bottle, um, also gum or mints. Uh, if you're like me and you're a big coffee drinker, uh, you don't want to go up to your favorite celebrity guest and have coffee breath and be breathing your nastiness all over them. So some gum or mints are always good to throw into the backpack as well. A pack of Altoids will go a long way, folks. Exactly. And it'll help you make friends in line, too. Exactly. Oh, can I have one? You might meet the girl or guy of your dreams. Exactly. Over a tin of Altoids. How romantic. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple of other things I like to throw in there are some pain reliever. We did talk about pain relievers just a minute ago. If you forget them, you can go to the CVS. But if there's a particular kind that you like or if you have a prescription medication that you need to take on a regular basis. Throw that in your backpack. And also another really good thing that some people may not think about, especially if you're traveling in from out of state or out of the country even, bring a copy of your prescription. That way, um, if for some reason you have forgotten the name of the prescription or if if you're like me um, and you have lots of different prescriptions with variations of your name because you have an unusual name. You want to make sure that you get the right prescription. So just photocopy that prescription, bring that with you. And the CVS should be able to call your old pharmacy back home, verify that prescription and get it filled for you. And they'll be glad to do it for you. Exactly. Yeah. The guys at the CVS are super nice, very helpful, very friendly. And I've been in there at, two in the morning at eight in the morning at three in the afternoon, everybody on every shift is really nice and, and helpful. 
Well, let me put a disclaimer out. We are not an advertiser of CVS. <laughs> no, we are we are not getting kickbacks from CVS, but we're just super excited that uh, that they are open all the time because if you've been going to Dragon Con for a while, like Mike and I have, you know that they, they didn't used to be open. And so you were kind of at a loss or you had to pay the hotel prices for a, a couple of Advils. You know, you're paying seven bucks for two Advil. Yeah, it, um, it's a, it is a lifesaver, guys. It really, really is having the CVS there. Um, another thing that, you know, comes in handy to have in your backpack with you, you never know, like we had mentioned, you might meet the guy or girl of your dreams. Um, I hate to put it this way, but you might want to have some kind of protection in there. Exactly. Ladies, don't be shy. You can go ahead and pick those up yourself as well. Don't leave it all in the guy's responsibility. You're just as much part of this as they are. So you can uh, bring your favorite with you or stop in at the store and pick some up on your way in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we definitely want to make sure that if anybody gets a nice little Dragon Con hookup that you guys are being safe. Exactly. We don't want to have a Dragon Con baby boom in the middle of winter. <laughs> exactly. Um, so... Going along with uh, meeting new people, hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer is a must. Super important uh, because you are surrounding yourself with teeming masses of unwashed humanity, as they say. Um, And while that is kind of a little euphemism at some times, no, it really is legit here at Dragon Con. Sometimes people will be wearing the same costume for days on end. You don't, you don't know where they've been. You don't know where your hands have been. No, actually, you probably should know where your hands have been. I would really hope. But, you know, with those buckets of rum, you just exactly. never know. Exactly. You never know. You never know. You wake up in the basement of the Marriott. You never know what's going to happen. Um, but you want to make sure you got some hand sanitizer with you because everybody is going to be shaking your hand, giving you hugs, things like that. And you want to make sure that you can wash your hands at any point. So you can either get the hand sanitizer or if uh, you're you're like my husband and his hands tend to get kind of dry from the alcohol and the hand sanitizer, you can also get the little baby wipes and put those in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, those- I also baby wipes are also coming very handy, uh, male or female, for when you go into the public restroom. You might want to wipe the seat down. Exactly, yes. And speaking of public restrooms, that brings me to my next item. You should also bring some tissues with you, little pack tissues. And they also make travel size toilet paper. You can get a little travel size roll of toilet paper in the travel section um, of the Walmart, Kmart, Target, whatever your store of choice, Kroger, Publix, uh, because even the nice hotels, even their bathrooms every now and then will run out of toilet paper and you don't want to be, um, over there, you know, asking a stranger, hoping that they've got toilet paper in their stall as well. So just throw some tissues in your backpack and a small roll of travel sized toilet paper and you should be good to go for any emergencies. Oh, very much so. And it's always best to do that. Um, you know, the other important thing maybe to carry in your backpack too, you're going to get hot and sweaty folks. There's no if, what's or buts about it. You're going to be walking a lot. You're going to be in a lot of crowds. Bring an extra deodorant with you. Hop into the bathroom. Deodorize. You know, it does help. And it makes everyone around you very happy, too. 
Exactly. Now let's clarify something. When we say deodorant, we mean deodorant that you're going to put on your underarms. That doesn't mean drown yourself in a bottle of Axe. Oh, hell no. Come on. You could tell the difference, folks. Exactly. Exactly. And also, while we're talking about it, you can also throw in a little pack of baby powder because, ladies, we all know you get warm, you get a little sweaty. The girls are going to get warm inside the brassiere. Some baby powder feels fantastic. Just throwing that out there as an idea. I'll take your word on it. I Mike, you have no experience with that as far as I know? Um, but I am married and I do know my wife does use it re- religiously. Exactly. So, baby powder, deodorant, make you happy and fresh. So moving on, you can also throw in a travel size toothbrush and toothpaste. Um, you don't know when you're going to be able to get back to your hotel room because the elevators may take forever. You may be staying in a hotel room that's a few blocks away and you don't want to schlep all the way back to your hotel, pop into the bathroom, brush your teeth, freshen up, go out to the next panel, go out to dinner, go out for drinks, whatever. Go out for breakfast. You know, you never know. Exactly. Go out for breakfast (laughs) or go in for breakfast if you order room service, depending on your situation. Exactly. You know, there there are plenty of walk of shames that we know of. <laughs> so Yeah. And nobody's look, nobody's gonna be judging you. Nobody's gonna be going, oh, I can't believe that they're doing that and they're staying with so and so. No. We you know what? We're we're not we're not here to judge you. We're just here to inform you, keep you happy, keep you safe, keep you healthy. That's, That's what, what it's what all we about. Do. Exactly. So a few other things that you want to throw in there are um Pens, notebook, and Sharpies. If you have a particular Sharpie color that is a favorite of yours, when you go get an autograph, you can say, hey, can you please sign the photo in this magenta Sharpie? Um, And also the notebook and the pens are good for exchanging information. If you don't carry business cards and you meet somebody and you want to exchange some information, or if you just want to have a really fun game of tic-tac-toe or hangman while you're waiting in line, a notebook and pen are always handy to have in your backpack. I have used mine on many occasions. Also, speaking of doing things while you're waiting in line, uh, you can also keep a deck of cards and some dice in your bag. Every good gamer is always going to be prepared with some extra dice uh, and a deck of cards. Um, And I I have a more than one occasion at Dragon Con been playing cards uh, with my husband, and before we know it, we have you know a full-on game of poker going with six different people there in line. Uh, because, Mike, you know these lines get longer and longer every year, uh, and you might as well make friends with the people that you're in line with and keep each other entertained. Exactly. It's just it's easier when you do have you know something to entertain yourself, and especially the lines sometimes wrap around the building. And not just once, but maybe twice. And with these bigger panels, you just be prepared for it and, you know, bring something to entertain you, yourself. And, you know, that also helps conserve your cell phone battery, like we talked about earlier. Exactly, yeah. So you're not, you know, you're not playing Candy Crush on your phone. Instead, you're socializing with people. And isn't that the whole point of Dragon Con? Is to socialize with others? So let's not always have our nose buried in our cell phones. And let's, you know... 
hang out with the people that are there. Exactly. And what better way than over a game of cards? Exactly. It's a great way to meet people. And, you know, sometimes you know, things happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You never know who you can meet. You can meet your new best friend or your new ESO co-host. You never know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who knew that those sorts of things happened? <laughs> so those are, those are just a few of the things that I like to, to throw into my backpack. Um, and it, yeah, it does seem like a lot, but it really isn't. Uh, and oh, one thing that I almost forgot, super important when we were just talking about autographs, um, you can go to any store and buy a, um, a photo mailer, one of those nice eight and a half by 11 photo mailers, the, the hard cardboard ones to put your autographed photos into. You don't want to ruin the autograph photo that you just spent 40 to $80 getting. Um, and sometimes the, the facilities where you're getting this photo may not have a hard backed uh, envelope for you to put that in. You can provide your own. I have a couple that I've been carrying for a couple of years and I just slide the autographed photos in there and they get back to my house. Nice, crisp, no bends, no nicks, nothing. So that's another thing that uh, for me is a must to throw into my backpack or a must have to throw into your suitcase, uh, a power strip. And you think, why would you need a power strip? The hotel has power. I like to put a power strip in because uh, if you're room sharing, um, there's only going to be a certain number of outlets in the hotel. You plug your power strip in there, boom, you've got six more outlets right there that you can share to plug in your cell phone, your Kindle, your iPad, your Samsung tablet, what have you, your blow dryer, curling iron, whatever, your soldering gun, if you're a cosplayer and you need to make repairs to your costume. So a power strip is super handy to have um, in your, in your uh, suitcase. Um, extra undergarments. Uh, and this goes for any trip. I am old school and mom always said, take some extra undergarments with you. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, so take an extra pair of underwear. Ladies, take another bra. Take an extra pair of socks. Because, yes, the CVS is fantastic, as Mike and I have gone on and on about, but they don't sell underwear. And you don't want to be there and think, oh, I'm, I'm able to stay another day, or I've gotten really disgustingly sweaty and would like to change my undergarments Boom, you've got extras right there with you. Um, another thing that you want to throw into your bag is another bag. Because as we all know, Dragon Con has some awesome vendors. And you're going to be going and picking up a lot of swag. And you may not be able to stuff it all into, into the suitcases that you've already brought stuff to the gills. So throw another small duffel bag in there. And then that way when you go back home, you've got your uh, bag of holding to carry all your loot in. So that's pretty much what I have. Um, do you have anything that you would like to add to that, Mike? Um, just, you know, for the room, you know, pack always comfort stuff. Be able to, you know, an extra pair of shoes, um, an extra pair of socks. Like uh, Nikki was saying, underwear and such, but socks are quite important also. Because you're going to be doing a lot of walking and there's always a chance you could get blisters or such. So be prepared for that also. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, also pack rain gear. I know that sounds silly because, hey, the cons are inside hotels. 
folks, you're going to have to go outside for some of the hotels. And with Atlanta in early September, you just don't know what the weather is going to be like. One minute it could be sunny and beautiful, the next it could be stormy. Yeah, I remember last year um, on, I believe it was Saturday afternoon, we had a really bad rainstorm come through. Exactly. You you would have seen everyone on the street scatter like, you know, roaches when the lights turn off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, you know, if you're doing outside photo shoots and you you are carrying your costume, you're carrying your camera gear, what have you. We don't want anybody's stuff to get ruined. So throw a small umbrella in your suitcase and that way you're covered literally and figuratively. Exactly. And, you know, just have fun. That's all we want. And we will see you at the con. Exactly. Just a few short days away. So get to packing. Exactly. I, I should be packing instead of talking to Nikki. I'm out of here. All right. Me too. And now we have joining us, I think this is the first time, uh, at least this year, you've been on the Con Report. We have uh, Dr. Scott Regay with us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the station, sir. Oh, fantastic. I see you have my chair ready for me. Yes, well, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a little used. We did, we do, it is the backup of the geek seat, so. <laughs> see, I thought it was geek's seat. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be every seat on the station. <laughs> That'd be about right. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I'm glad to be a part of the con report. This is awesome. Well, we know how much Dragon Con means to you. Uh, this will be uh, how many of you? How many have you been going to? Uh, this will be number four, I believe. Wow! Congratulations. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, and the first time as a guest. Uh, I've been an attending professional the last couple of years, but now uh, they've kind of bumped me up to guest status. So I, I'm very flattered. Yes, congratulations on that as well. Thank you. Well, we wanted to get your particular input because, um, um, you know, I know last year uh, there were con- some concerns about um, what DragonCon does, doesn't do, could do better uh, for uh, special access individuals. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> with it, when, when it looks like this year is going to be even more insane as far as people, uh, they were expected record crowds this year. Uh, yeah. I was just wondering if you had uh, some input and some insight as for those people who have um, special access and for those of us, you know, what we can do uh, to help uh, the rest of us can do to help and be aware of that. Oh, sure. No problem. Well, uh, as anyone who's ever uh, met me in person knows, uh, I have cerebral palsy and I walk with crutches. And uh, so there are some challenges when dealing with a convention like Dragon Con. Uh, I, I think I, w- I was thinking about how to answer this question, and I'm reminded of Sun Tzu, uh, kind of know thy enemy and know thyself and you'll always be victorious. <laughs> uh, and I think that kind of applies because Dragon Con is a monster of a convention. It, it's spread out so far and there's so much to see and there's so many people that uh, for me, primarily, it's a, a matter of stamina. Uh, you know, I, when I'm walking on the crutches, I got to watch out for things like polished floors and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's it, on day one, all the hotels are so pristine and so awesome, but they just, you know, they just wash the floors. So they're kind of a death trap there. And then when the convention rolls for a couple of days, then it gets kind of sticky. And that's good and bad, but that can also be a a bit of an issue if you're using crutches. And then uh, the other issue is the crowds. Um, I literally body surfed at one point. Uh, if you, I, I, you know the um, the two elevator, uh, two escalators that uh, run 
up, I believe it's in the the Hyatt. Although I could be getting the, uh, it could be the Hilton. I'm I'm sorry, I might be getting that wrong. But it's uh, they are two small escalators, and they go pretty quickly. Well, I had grabbed hold of the rail, and at one point uh, I lost my uh, grip, and and I fell forward. Uh, but I didn't fall because there were so many people on the escalator that I it stopped me from falling uh, oh. by by literally t- uh, kind of bumping into the guy in front of me. And luckily, I didn't cause a chain reaction uh, and everything. So it's really just my advice to you, to anyone who's got issues that they might have to deal with, uh, is really kind of plan ahead and really kind of be honest with yourself as to what you want to try to accomplish. Uh, you know, being a, an attending professional or a guest, you know, you have commitments, you have to be on certain panels and, and all that sort of stuff. And so, uh, don't really have the control over your schedule that you would have as an attendee. So if you are an attendee and you have that ability to say, this is what I want to do, uh, I would recommend trying to see what else is happening in the same hotel. So you don't have to go, uh, bouncing around from hotel to hotel, uh, because there's not a whole lot of time between panels, and if you're hopping tracks, there's a good chance you might miss a bunch of stuff if you try to make it from you know one end of the of the strip to the other. Uh, so it's, it's issues like that. And I know that Dragon Con does a lot to try to address these things. They have special seating and all that sort of stuff. There's definitely you know disabled services. Check in with them when you get your badge to let them know what you need. Uh, they all ask you a few questions, and it's just so that they can help you out the you know, better than. And, and try to, you know, whether or not you need to sit up front or at the end of a row and, you know, and things like that. Uh, so definitely, and I, I know that there is some sort of service for helping people get from hotel to hotel. But as a guest, I've never been able to, to use it. Uh, so I don't know how that would play out for an attendee. Um, but I, I, you know, if, if that service is available, you know, you take them up on it, man. Just anything you can do to to be able to enjoy as much of the the convention as possible. But I mean, that's basically it. I mean, you know, I got really tired last year, and right. at one and at one point, my hands kind of fused to my crutch handles because I couldn't let go because I was holding on for dear life. Uh, and and so this year, I vowed I'm going to take it a lot more uh, uh, leisurely. I you know I've got a great schedule this year. I'm doing quite a lot, but tried to get it all kind of grouped together. Uh, and there seems to be sufficient time between panels. Uh, there's no way, as much as I love Superman, I'm not the last son of Krypton. There's no way I can get between hotels in under 20 minutes. <laughs> wow. uh, it's, it's, it's just not possible. So, uh, but, you know, the, the people at Dragon Con have really been awesome. They've, you know, worked with me to try to, you know, come up with a realistic schedule, one that, you know, could be done. Uh, and enjoyable, and I, you know, I told him, look, I'll I'll do 15 panels in a day if it's all in one hotel. It's the it's the having to get from place to place that's really the issue. And it, at the evening, I mean, I love to per, uh, to people watch, but man, find a place to perch because <laughs> once the crowds come, I don't know if you're going to be able to get around. I mean, that's kind of the issue. I mean, thankfully, I'm not in a wheelchair, but if I were in a wheelchair, I, I think I would even have a worse time, um, just because you need more room to be able to maneuver. Right, right. Do you, do you know if um, if there have been uh, offhand if you've there have been any improvements certainly since you've been going there? Well, yeah, I've I've noticed that uh, you know everybody is very much aware that they want as many people to enjoy the convention as possible, and then I've noticed uh, that you know people have have uh, been you know. 
the the uh, special services, you know, the disabled services people at, uh, at administration um, where you get your tickets, they have been very much proactive in reaching out and saying, you know, we know that you've been here the year before. Do you, is it the same thing as the year uh, that you need this year? That type of stuff. And, and that's really good. And really, honestly, everybody, you know, uh, who attends the convention has been really great. No one's been a jerk. No one's tried to, you know, purposely knock you down or anything like that. It, everybody has been awesome. And it's just a matter of making sure that, you know, you don't get in anybody's way and, and, and not accidentally fall on somebody, uh, sure. you know, but I mean, uh, honestly, everybody has been, been great. And I think the, there's only so much people, uh, you know, who run the conventions can do. And that's, it, it's the truth. I mean, there's, you know, no matter what they do, they can't change the laws of physics. They can't, uh, you know, make the, the breezeways between hotels open up when everything is all uh, crowded. So just kind of, you know, know the best advice is just know yourself. Be honest. If, if you have issues with crowds, you know, try to get to places where you can feel comfortable. Or if you have issues with mobility like I do, then, you know, try to limit the amount of walking. So, you know, don't try to zigzag as much if, if possible. And I, you can have a great time. I mean, the, the convention runs in now starting even the, the night before, right? It, it's... Uh, starting, to, there's some things with the um, the American Sci-Fi's Classics track. I believe I'm doing like the night before it all starts, really, uh, which is kind of awesome. And there's just so many options and so many things to do. Dragon Con really is just a a, a massive event. It, to call it a convention is is almost a misnomer. I mean, it, it's <laughs> it. It, it's because uh, when I think of that, I think of one hotel, you know, a couple panels, you know. I mean, it takes over Atlanta. It's just this awesome thing, and to see everybody in the costumes. I mean, I, 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 I that's what I'm looking forward to the most is going to, uh, you know, obviously it's gonna be great to meet fans and and talk about Doctor Geek's laboratory and and talk about science and all that stuff. I mean, that's awesome, and I'm looking forward to that. But I, I can't wait to see the cosplaying. I mean, it's just gonna be phenomenal. I'm sure. Yes. Awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, one item that uh, I, I have to I think we have to address because um, when it seems like it comes up all the time when people are talking about uh, any sort of, you know, jam with the elevators. Oh, yeah. Is is, is that's where it's uh, really because, you know, I mean, that's a and I get both sides, you know, because, you know, I know that people who are waiting for elevators are waiting for a while. And yeah. so sometimes it just doesn't they don't they don't want to give up that spot. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's been um, you know, some people think that they should have just uh, you know, one set of elevators uh for uh special access people. I, I don't know if that's uh doable for all hotels. I, I you know, I don't know if that's doable and I really don't know if that would help. I mean, it, there there's there's a lot of different issues there. I mean, one is that there always seems to be the one odd bank of of elevators that never seems to stop on your floor and I don't know what that would, you know, and if you only have so many elevators working, I don't know if you can you can carve out one for, you know, the, the few people that might need it because you I mean, let's be honest, there are fewer people uh with disabilities uh, who might need to, to have the designated elevator than the, the thousands of people trying to get down to the next floor. So I, I don't know if that's practical. Uh, you know, it'd be great, but I don't think it's reasonable. Sure. Uh, but, but I think that, uh, you know, I mean, that's the other thing. Just 
plan ahead. Give yourself as much time as possible. And, you know, I'm going to say this, and of course now I'm going to jinx it, right? But, you know, all the years I've gone, we've been lucky, have never had a problem with an elevator. Now, of course, I'm doomed, but, uh, you know, (laughs) it's – we. uh, but, you know, that's the thing. It's like I've seen elevators break down and I've seen – um, you know, it, it, you know, people just take forever just to try to get down one flight. And, yeah. you know, in, in some cases it's like, you know, look, I'm, t- I'm taking the elevator one flight down because it's safer in the elevator than to try to do the escalator. Uh, recall back from the earlier part of our conversation that, you know, once I, once that incident happened with the escalator and I was kissing the ground and glad I didn't die, uh, I stayed away from the escalators for the rest of the, of the, of the trip. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it meant I stayed, you know, in line a lot for the elevators, and I, you know, it just the thing is, is there's so many people. I, I just don't think there's a way to cap attendance in a way that you would think normally, because people go in and out of those hotels all the time, and it's not just one hotel; it's the entire town essentially, uh, you know. And it, it's, uh, you know, it, it, crowd control is a major issue, but I, you know, I wouldn't want to be the person in charge of trying to figure that out. No, agreed. And I, I definitely think, I mean, look, when you usually, you know, when you've got uh, a crowd uh, and it's and they're in a place where they a lot of people are waiting for elevators and getting frustrated. A lot of people are moving through the, uh, you know, the tunnels and they're getting frustrated. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, it's a recipe for people that are just going to act poorly. And no matter how well planned a convention is it's you just can't plan for i mean against that you know no so. no no absolutely not absolutely not and you know and that's the whole thing too is that i i try to think about it myself as like look you know we're all frustrated every once in a while and you know a day three it's all gonna you know kind of get on everybody's nerves a little bit and just kind of cuts everybody a big you know slack as much as possible because you know they're tired and exhausted too and, you know, thank God I'm not wearing, you know, a gigantic costume that weighs – that's made of mostly wool in, in, in the middle of the summer in Atlanta, you know? Right. Uh, you know, uh, which is – you know, which it, it's – it's that's the thing. It's like we're all there to have fun. And it, it's been my experience that from from the organizers to the staff to the people who are, are you know, there to, to help to just fellow attendees and other guests and everything, everybody usually has such a great time. And it's something that, you know, you look forward to year after year. And, uh, you know, on this coast, there's nothing like Dragon Con. You got to do it. But be prepared and know what you're going to. It's, I would say the same thing if anyone's planning on going to San Diego's Comic-Con. I've done that too. Uh, and uh, I did a little bit of uh, body surfing uh, in the dealer's room at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, I, when I, it, when uh, I stopped being pushed around by the mere masses of bodies at that one, I ended up face-to-face with Felicia Day, uh, which was awesome. But uh, but, pe- <laughs> but people thought I had cut in line, uh, and I'm like, oh my god, don't get angry. No no no, I didn't mean to be right in the front of the line, uh, you know. But it, it, that's the whole thing. It's like when you have that many people, and you have uh, it, it's very easy to for th- uh, for craziness like that to happen. So it has nothing to do with Dragon Con or San Diego's Comic Con uh, or anything. It's just the, the massive uh, popularity of the convention, and it yeah. just just bodies after bodies, you know. And that's the thing. It's uh, you know, I, I've I've seen people in wheelchairs. I've seen people on crutches. I've seen people with broken, uh, you know, legs who are hobbling up and down the the streets of Atlanta trying to get to the next hotel. Uh, you know, I love the 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 cabs and they have that fixed price during the the run of the convention, which is great. But that can add up too. 
so just be be prepared for that. I mean, the cabs are awesome, but you just make sure you can afford it by the, the end of the weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, uh, and uh, you know, and and you know, it's 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 just really good. I mean, the other thing I would recommend is definitely get your flu shot before you go, because um, con crud is a real thing and it can be a killer. And uh, I, after our first year, uh, Debbie and I both came down with a nasty flu that lasted for weeks, uh, and uh, we, we vowed never again. And and uh, we got flu shots after that, and it seemed to do a pretty good job of immunizing us. So I would recommend the flu shot to anyone who hasn't had it yet. They, um, I think, I think bottom line is if um, you've got a disability. Make sure you check in right from the start with disability services. Yep. Um, have any questions for them. Um, certainly during the uh, run of the weekend, uh, go to them. They have staff or volunteers uh, in all the hotels and all the event centers where there's uh, anything to do with Dragon Con. There's someone there that can help you. Uh, certainly if they have any concern or any incidences, uh, check in with the staff there. Um, and if, you know, you see if, you know, you see anybody who, whether they're disabled or not, needs assistance. Don't be a jerk, man. Just, uh, you know, help out where you can and, and let's all have fun at this weekend. Oh, absolutely. I think that I think that sums it up uh, perfectly. You know, everybody everybody wants to do the right thing. Everybody wants to help. Uh, and Dragon Con, I think, has done the best they can considering the mass of people and the the the, the sheer uh enormity of the operation uh, of making sure that there are people there who can assist, who are willing to help, who do ha- have solutions. Uh, it's just a matter of speaking up and knowing how to recognize who they are. And, you know, so pay attention to things, uh, how they're, uh, they're labeled and all that stuff. And, and also take advantage of, of Dragon Con television because a lot of the, of, the, uh, of the bigger panels are televised back in the room. So if you needed to rest up or whatnot so that you can enjoy the evening, there's no, uh, there's no shame in, in kind of crashing out at, at the hotel room for a couple of hours and watching some of the stuff on DCTV. Yep, absolutely. And uh, and lastly, if you have any questions going into the convention that you want to address uh, before you get there, uh, the email address is disabilityservices at dragoncon.org. Uh, and I do believe they have some information on the web on their website as well. So, well, very cool, Scott. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. I know you've got a uh, – how many panels are you doing? Uh, I didn't count this year. I promised I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, you know, it, 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 I, I started off by going, oh, sure, you know, I, I could be a prima donna and just say, you know, the, my one a day now that I'm a guest. But the next thing I do, I'm like, ooh, they're going to have that discussion? Oh, I've got to do that one. Ooh, that one's awesome. i got to do that. And, you know, I did it to myself again this year. Uh, it's just you know what can I do? I, I, everything from Flash Gordon to Ghostbusters to Red Dwarf to you know the steampunk panels, and, and that's what's really kind of cool. There, um, the science track has you know really liked us from last year, and Doctor Grenade is now the, the the track director for the science track for Dragon Con, and he's been on our show a couple times, and and so he's coordinated with you know the the, the altered histories track with uh, Doctor Q. And so we're we're talking real science on things like the, the steampunk panels and stuff like that. So it's just going to be a blast, uh, you know. I, I, I'm I, it's gonna the whole uh, weekend is just gonna snap and it'll be gone, but uh, it's gonna be fun. It will, and I will see you 
at the Flash Gordon panel that we will be on together uh, right at the beginning, like right even before, like the pre-con day on Thursday night. Yes. Oh, my God. I I just in, in, imagine in my head. Yes, it will be fun. So um, and if you want to reach Scott at uh, or find out where else he's going to be, just uh, check the app because, uh, Scott, I know you're listed there as well as mm-hmm. Debbie is listed there as well and find out what panels you're going to be at. And uh, yeah, check in with him. He's also online. So thanks a lot, Scott. We'll see you next week. See you next week. And joining us now on the station uh, for our cosplay snapshot is uh, a guy who you've seen at DragonCon a million times, I'm sure. Uh, Danny Kelly, welcome to the station, sir. Thanks, Mark. It's a pleasure to be with you guys. Now, how long have you been going to DragonCon? Uh, DragonCon, I've been going about... This is my tenth year, I believe. Yes. Yeah, because I've been—I mean, I've been going twenty years, but I certainly—I mean—and you stand out too, because you're—I mean, obviously—I mean, you're most known for your your Superman costume. Yeah, absolutely. I've, your many uh, Superman costumes, I should say. <laughs> I do. I have twenty twenty-seven of them. Twenty-seven. Uh, wow. Adding adding one more new one this year. Uh, one I've I've always wanted to do, kind of a, a dream costume of mine, and. Uh, yeah, so I've tried to do, uh, you know, as many different uh, variations uh, of Superman as I can. Superman's always been, you know, my favorite character since I was like five years old. Uh, I've tried a couple of more of uh, other ones over the years, uh, but just nothing, you know, that, that felt me as, as Superman did. Sure. So, uh, yeah. So. Now, now, how long have you been part of the costume community? Uh, I tell you, it's like in... 2001, 2000, somewhere around in there, I had no idea that even, you know, costuming conventions uh, existed. Um, I was, I, like I said, I was a, 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 a comics and Superman fan since I was five. And um, I was, I live in Atlanta, and uh, one day I was reading the Atlanta newspaper, and I came across an article uh, for Metropolis, Illinois. And I was like, okay, what is this interesting? You know, they were looking for a uh, official town Superman for their celebration. And I said, uh, you know, and it talked about how the uh, Superman Museum was was up there too. And I said, well, you know, this is uh, if there's a Superman Museum in Metropolis, Illinois, I, I've got to go there. You know, I got to see this. And so I, um, you know, got into more in depth in it and reading about it, and it said that people, you know, came in costume and would, you know, walk around in costume. So. I said, okay, well, you know, I'm going to put together me a, a crude Superman costume. So I got online and looked up and found how to make one and um, made my very first uh, Superman costume. I took it up there to Metropolis and uh, and put it on, and people were taking my picture left and right, and I was hooked after that, and I said, okay, this is, this is something I want to do. And I found out that I wasn't the only Superman fan on the planet. There was a lot of people <laughs> like me out there, so... Uh, 
yeah, that kind of got me into into costuming, and from there it kind of just snowballed, and me going to other conventions and finding out more, and meeting you know all the people that I know now, and uh, the whole costuming community, and so that's that's how it really got started. Yeah, isn't it amazing? I mean, uh, just in the you know the last ten years, uh, costuming has gone from you know something that people just kind of did casually to I mean, people really get uh, intense about it. Oh yeah, and even in the last few years, uh, I've noticed a lot of change into it. Uh, as far as you know, conventions, you know, using uh, cosplay guests in their in their uh, their uh, their cons, you know, uh, and and you know, a lot of people are getting into having guests wanting uh, cosplay guests as their uh, you know at their conventions, and because uh, there's a lot of very very talented people out there that make costumes that rival the ones you know in the movies and stuff. And, uh, sure. And uh, you know, speaking of Dragon Con, you know, Dragon Con is to, is to me and a lot of other people the the uh, epitome of you know costumes. I mean, you'll see the best in the world at Dragon Con if people bring their A game there. Yeah, Dragon Con seems to have, and Atlanta seems to have been. Uh, you know, it's got the the reputation of being like the uh, costuming capital, uh, certainly of the United States. Oh yeah, yeah. San Diego was. Um, you know, it's more in, into the media, the, the movies, and uh, you know the merchandise and things like that. Whereas Dragon is more focused on you know the cosplayers and the costumes. So I tell people all the time, if you want to see the best costume in the world, you got to come to Dragon Con. Yeah. Do you think that's just because of the reputation that uh, Dragon Con was one of the first ones that really sent focused on a lot of customers? I re- really don't know, but I do know that, like I said, you know, since I've been going, uh, you know, from you know, from people all over the world, you know, that come to Dragon Con, I, it just seems to be the place where you know a lot of the places you see, you know, even at at, um, at San Diego, you see. You know, people will just throw on a costume they can buy at Party City or something like that just to be in the clique. But you see these people that spend months and months, you know, years even on, on a certain costume, you know, and put all of this, this time and effort into these costumes to, to look so accurate uh, at Dragon Con. So uh, it's, it's just turned into, you know, the, the epitome of costumes. Now I noticed that uh, uh, looking at your Facebook page, I follow you on Facebook and whatnot, and uh, I know that you go to make a lot of appearances. Um, yeah. About how many shows do you think you do a year? Uh, let's see. Last year I was in fourteen different states. Uh, okay. This wow. This year, yeah. This year I've done about nine so far. Uh, Dragon Con is normally my last one of the year, um, but there has been times when I would, you know, do one in October or November sometimes. I try not to do anything after um, October because I died. We died ten months out of the year, and so and I've been doing that for as long as I've been costuming. And way before that, when I was in the bodybuilding uh, competition, I competed in bodybuilding for twelve years. So even before that, and like I said, just about every year I've been on a continuous diet for ten months every year. So I try to take November and December off and eat like a normal human. (laughs) <laughs> and eat some things that I that, that that you know I really don't have during the year and and, and enjoy that because when I started, I kept bodybuilding kind of. Well, let me back up a little bit. Um, when I was younger, reading the comics and seeing how big and strong Superman was, that got me into working out. When I got to be a teenager, that in turn got me into bodybuilding. And then when I left bodybuilding, 
that kind of just went full circle back into being Superman. And I, and I told myself when I very first started doing Superman that I would always be in shape to my best as I, I could be when I put that costume on because I always wanted people to look at me and say, that's what Superman's supposed to look like, or a kid that was looking up at me at, at a, you know, a, um, a charity event we go to or any kind of parties I would do. I always wanted that kid to look at me with those wide eyes like I would have looked at when I was young. It's like somebody would have been standing in front of me in a Superman costume. And I wanted to give them the best of the best, and that's what I've tried to do every convention. I, I died, you know, you can plan it out for 10 to 12 weeks for each convention, dieting down slow and getting in the best condition I can, just like I would if I was competing in a bodybuilding show. I just work up to that day. Uh, usually a Saturday of a convention because you usually got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So Saturday is usually the big day. So I usually shoot for, to be at my best on that Saturday. Wow, that's uh, that is amazing. And obviously, I mean, yes, you you have the the build for Superman. But now, in talking to you, I I really also think that your your passion about Superman uh, and the inspiration that he gives you personally comes through, which is why it, the character probably works for you as well. And, you know, you see a lot of other uh, customers of Superman, and, and I'm not dissing anybody in particular, but obviously, you know, it's rare to see someone with the build. Yeah, yeah, it is. And like I said, I, you know, I love those compliments. Uh, I, 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 I do it personally. Like I said, that's a, that's a level that I put myself at, like I said, when I started and I do love the compliments. I, I, you know, I've walked to conventions and had people say, you know, that's what Superman's supposed to look like. And I love those compliments. And, you know, and and it just makes, you know, doing him that much better for me. Um, and, and being an inspiration to people not only as Superman, but, uh, you know, as, as far as, as health and fitness goes, too. I, I work with, I'm working with uh, 27 people right now online. Uh, and I've seen that change, and I and I kind of think, and not not blowing my own whistle, but when I first started in this and going to conventions, there weren't that many people that were concerned about how they looked in the costumes. And I think I was instrumental in somehow because I do know so many people. I mean, I have like, you know, thousands of Facebook friends, and I and I can honestly say that most of them I have met, and most of them I know, and uh, you know, somehow I've I've rubbed off on them a little bit to want to, uh, and I've seen this grow over the years, people training and dieting and getting ready for conventions, and you'll see them going through the diets and going through the training, and they want to look better in their costumes and look more like that character, so I think I, I was a little bit instrumental in, in, in getting that movement going, so I'm glad, I'm proud of that. I think um, also, you know, we've talked to some other customers who do iconic figures, uh, characters such as Wonder Woman um, and uh, Batman. And there's also a certain responsibility um, that uh, you have uh, because when you do meet little kids, I mean, wearing that big S on your chest is a little different than, you know, if you're dressed as some other obscure, you know, anime character. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, You know, more kids, and and we find that when we do uh, uh, belong to the Heroes Initiative, which is uh, there's a lot of branches of them in different states, and uh, I belong to the one in, uh, in Atlanta. And uh, Margie Cox, who is very good, like a sister to me, she does an amazing Wonder Woman. I'm sure everybody knows who Margie is, but she and you know her along with her husband Ned, and a, a, a lot of more people here in Georgia. We all you know do the hospital visits and the other visits, and so yeah, those characters are more recognizable to the smaller kids and stuff so 
um, yeah, wearing this is, is, is very important to me, and I, I've not, I never do anything in that costume that would be degrading of that character, the mythology of that character, or the, the symbol that it represents, uh, because it, you know, honestly, it does represent a lot of hope for people. You know, people wish that there was somebody that could take care of all that for them, and I, you know, I dream of that myself. I wish that sometimes I could actually do that, so I could be, you know, to help so many people, but You've, prob- uh, yeah. you've probably earned the right to wear the S. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've done my best. I've tried my best. Yes. Well, um, now is is now at Dragon Con? Do you do you find that? Uh, I mean, are you spending all your time uh, when costume? How many costumes do you wear just at Dragon Con alone? Uh, this year, I'm taking four, and like I said, I, you know, I, I do mostly Superman, and, and uh, I'm taking four different Superman. Uh, costume this year. Okay. I have uh, I have several uh, photo shoots that I organize. I have some that I just uh, participate in, and then I have some, you know some kind of costumes that I just walk on the floor with. Um, I'm taking a, a classic Superman, which I'll be using in a big sheet that I'm o- organized this year. It's the uh, I don't know, and as some people may have saw uh, the one we did last year, which was uh, Justice League versus the Avengers. That was awesome. And, yeah, we uh, we did a big thing with George Perez as a tribute to him, um, and we had you know uh, all the characters from Justice League versus the Avengers, and we filmed that you know in a battle sequence and all that kind of stuff. And this year I'm doing uh, Justice League versus versus the Legion of Doom. Oh, cool! Oh, that's anybody, awesome. Anybody's, yeah, and I don't think anybody's ever got that many. I have forty. I have twenty on each team, and um, I don't think nobody's ever gotten this many. Uh, heroes and villains in a battle scene uh, ever so um, i'm hoping it'll just be epic and we've got some amazing costumes oh my god it's just these people have brought their a game so we've got you know we've got on my team you know the justice league we've got batman superman wonder woman um flash green lantern martian manhunter all the regulars on that plus the legion doom we've got lex luther leading them you know, a total a full bat- uh, battle suit battle armor uh, the guy's playing Lex. Um, he has the full suit, uh, lights up and everything. And then we've got a Brainiac that's in suit, and we've got Cheetah and um, uh, let's see, what got? Uh, Killer Frost, uh, Silver Banshee, uh, just a ton more. I mean, just everybody. Brainiac. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, I mentioned Brainiac. Uh, Bizarro. Uh, all all of the ones you could think of in the Legion of Doom. So it's going to be pretty epic. We're going to film this one also. Wow, very cool. That's, yeah, because I can remember seeing your, uh, oh, uh, the, the Crisis uh, photo shoot that you did a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, um, uh, what was it, the, 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 the Black Ring ones, the, right? The, uh, the Black Lanterns. The Black it? Lantern one. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that was when, uh, when the, uh, the Black Lantern storyline came out into, uh, in, in, uh, in the comics, so we did, you know, a whole group of that. That was pretty awesome. We had a very good body paint artist that was helping us, you know, do the faces and the prosthetics, and uh, we had a whole group, and it was just turned out really epic. It was, it was really awesome. And like I said, I hope this turns out really good. And get back to the costumes I'm bringing. I'm bringing that the classic suits of that, uh, the new 52 version, um, the Injustice Superman from the video game. Which I just did this year, and also my brand new one that I'm bringing this year, Godfall Superman from the Godfall storyline. 
Awesome. It, That's it awesome. Is, uh, it is incredible costume. I mean, it is absolutely beautiful. I, I told somebody the other day, I said, I'm not going to want to take this thing off. It's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, where can people now these photo shoots that you guys do in these areas? Um, is it is it select uh, members or is it anybody can well, from the the, the uh, con can can take pictures the, or the uh, I mean people can come and take pictures all they want. This is uh, uh, it was a invite only and uh, for the you know the costumers for the costumers the themselves, part. right? Yes, yes. For the uh, we picked out. Um, me and Marty's husband, we he, we put this together. So we picked out, tried to get the best of the best we could of every person that embodies that character. And uh, so we invited those those 40 people. Uh, that, that will be the only people that will be in the shoot. But uh, it's going to be behind the Hilton. Um, people are familiar with back there. There's, there's a lot of steps and things. So we're going to be filming and, and shooting back there. Photographers are welcome. I have three official photographers and the film crew that's filming it. So... Uh, but behind that, you know, people can take pictures as much as they want. Awesome. And is there a place that people can go to find out, like where to find where you know to find you or where these photo shoots are happening? Uh, there is a site on Facebook. I mean, a page on Facebook called DragonCon Photo Shoots, and okay. I think in the in their pinned uh, post on there, they have a link to a uh, spreadsheet of just about every. Um, Every uh, photo shoot that there is the whole weekend there, times, dates, places, um, and, and our, our shoot is on that one also. Okay. We'll definitely have a link to that on our show notes as well as any links uh, for you uh, that you want uh, – if people want to find you online? They can, uh, I pretty much use my Facebook as a web page and, and as a, um, you know, a, a, a means to, to get to the people, so – Anybody that needs to message me or find out anything I'm doing, uh, they can get me on my Facebook. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, especially now because we're you know less than uh, almost about a week away. So I know your time is oh, valuable. <laughs> absolutely. Well, you know, doing those last minute, not like everybody else, doing those last minute costume things and. Uh, Actually, got a that guy driving in from Chattanooga tonight. That's bringing uh, a piece that he made. Uh, we met this guy at Wizard World when we worked at Wizard World Atlanta this year, and he was a leather crafter. And he had never made anything for costumes, but I knew my wife was going to be doing Bombshell Supergirl from the ah. Bombshell collection. So we have a. I actually have a photo shoot for that. Also, uh, it's a uh, all the Bombshell girls characters, and my wife's doing Supergirl and. Uh, but he made the leather piece for the uh, the belt piece for, and it looks really awesome. So he's driving in from Chattanooga tonight to bring that to me. So. Well, that's very uh, cool. And and of course, yeah. your wife Heather is uh, a, an accomplished costumer in her own right as well. So oh yeah, she's she's an amazing lady. She she does all this while battling uh, epilepsy that she's had since she was five years old, and uh, and she you know just. Is in the gym with me every day. I've seen her have seizures on the treadmill and get up and start right back again. So yeah, she's a warrior. She just keeps going, but uh, and she always turns out, you know, looking really good. So uh, I'm, I'm very proud of her also. Oh, very cool. We look forward to seeing you both next week uh, at the con. And um, thanks again for joining us. No problem, my friend. It, and uh, it, was, it was my pleasure. And uh, like I said. Uh, you guys come out and see us at the uh, at the photo shoot, and uh, especially the ones with the JLA versus Legion of Doom. I think you know people will just be amazed at that. It sounds amazing. We'll be there. 
right. Thank you. And so we draw a close to another episode of the ESO Dragon Con 2014 Special Report. And I want to thank everybody who joined us for this episode. Uh, Dan Carroll, uh, Mary Lou Hu, Darren Noel, uh, Neon, um, Kevin Batchelder, Nikki Rao Baker, Dr. Scott, and our uh, cosplay snapshot, Danny Kelly. And I want to also give a special thanks to everybody else who, who joined us this year. It's been really fun. Uh, this is the first year we've done it every one a month, correct, for the whole year, Mike? Well, no, we started in January. Right, so we've done it every month this year. Yeah, but we, you know, took a little bit of a break between after the con last year. Right, right, but I mean, this is the first time we did the whole like we did it like from January to now, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah, this is the first time we've done it like with eight episodes leading up to the con once a month, and I don't think any of us were really surprised that we, you know, we would have an, enough material to cover even in January and February. And uh, and once again, we find ourselves uh, thinking, my God, we've done eight episodes. We've talked to so many people, but yet we barely still barely scratch the surface. Uh, Dragon Con is a monster, is a beast in the best possible way. So, um, you know, we try to uh, bring a little bit of of what's coming up this year to you. Uh, but there's a lot that Dragon Con has to offer and everybody who's going to the event uh, I wish you a safe and and fun-filled weekend. Again, thanks every to everybody that we had as a guest, but also thanks especially to everybody who's listened uh, and and sent us emails and sent us uh, voice and feedback on our um, on our Facebook page and whatnot. Uh, I'm sorry if we didn't get a chance to to answer all of your questions, uh, but everything that we got, um, we took note of. And we tried to incorporate in some of our shows as well. And we're working on, you know, ideas for next year as well. So um, keep those comments coming. Keep those questions coming uh, because we always like to hear from you. And we especially look forward to meeting all of you this weekend at DragonCon. So it's been amazing. Um, Of course... We can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Stitcher. Uh, we want to be. We want you to be part of the station. Feel free to join in on the discussion, and please help us support the ESO podcast so we can keep doing this for you for free. Uh, donate to us via PayPal, purchasing some very cool ESO merchandise from our Zazzle store, or of course, filling up your cart at the Amazon e store. Again, it doesn't cost you any more, and it helps us out a lot. Um, look forward to seeing you all. Um, we've all got our schedules online, so you know where we'll be. Um, if there, if you guys want to be friends uh, via the DragonCon app, uh, feel free to send the codes or request any uh, codes from us. Or just IM us. Or just IM us, yes. Uh, on social media, send us an email, whatnot. We always enjoy meeting listeners and uh, encountering new people. That's part of the fun a big part of the fun at Dragon Con. So, so Mike, are you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's silly. Silly, it's silly, coming. silly. It's coming. Uh, you know, the first bucket's on me, my friend. Oh, okay. We got that on tape. I just want to let you know. I'm sorry. That just goes out to Mike. Not everybody who's listening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, you heard it. He said the first bucket's on him. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. And not literally either because I don't – this is not a, a ALS challenge. I'm not, I'm not asking for another bucket to be poured on me. So I'm, I'm looking for a bucket of rum to be poured in me. So, so 
Thanks, everyone, for listening. Again, I'm your host for this week, Mike Gordon, and it has been my pleasure. We'll see you at the con. Dead man's party Who could ask for more?
at ground zero. Every move is starring you. And the world will turn to flowing pink papers too. broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.